Where the travel agents coming to you with tips, tricks, interviews, and voyages by cruise. The travel agents bringing you the latest travel news. Hey, what's up? I'm Brian. And I'm Will. We are the travel agents. Today's episode is going to be about Philadelphia. So right off the bat, it's it's Philly. It's not New York. It's not Chicago. It's not D.C. It's not even D.C. It's Philly. And I've lived six hours away from it by car my entire life. Yeah. And I had never been. Mm-hmm. How about you? No, I've never been. This is my first time. Why had we never been there? I've been to New York over 10 times. I've been to Chicago over uh, probably a dozen. And I've never been to Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. I think it. I think it has a bad rap. But it should be the cornerstone of the Americans' pilgrimage, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it takes a lot from New York and it takes a lot from D.C. Yeah. I mean... Are, do, are we scared of it? Why? I mean, are people on the West Coast, when they fly here, are they coming to Philly or are they just going to New York and D.C. and Chicago? Well, outside of West Philadelphia, born and raised... Yeah. Uh, I really didn't have much connection with Philadelphia just besides cheesesteaks. Cheesesteaks and history for me. I mean, the Liberty Bell. Liberty Bell, Ben Franklin. Don't even know what the Liberty uh, Bell is. Is it Plymouth <laughs> Rock? No, but it's important. Yeah. I will say you and I went there uh, in July of 2020. Mm-hmm. And I had a blast. I was so impressed by the city. Um, and that's saying great. a lot, Will, yeah. because we went during the peak of a pandemic. We did. Yeah, we really All did. All factors were stacked against us. Yeah. We had good weather. We did. We went during the summer. Weather can make or break a trip. It's true. Yeah. Mm, although my dad's friend used to always say growing up, there's no such thing as bad weather. There's only such thing as bad dress. <laughs> Fair enough. There's anything Iceland has taught us. Yeah, well, I'm excited for our Iceland episode because we have a lot to say about packing and dress on that episode for sure. Oh, yeah, one day. But Philadelphia, it's your city. Yeah. You're going to have your city stress points like, oh, it's tough to find a restroom. (laughs) That was a little pricier than it should have been. And, ooh, I saw something kind of weird in the streets just now. (laughs) Also, like, oh, they have a subway. Should we try to use it? Because... Will and I are from a city, Akron, Ohio. Not subway conducive. There's no subways. None. 30 minutes north, we have Cleveland, which has an above-ground train, which at parts, like around uh, the, the Tower City, is underground, but very seldom. Never it's been mostly it. above. Yeah, exactly. Why would we? We have cars. We just drive in northeast <laughs> Ohio. <New> York. <laughs> yeah, so just those... You're going to find those uh, typical uh, city... <laughs> Yeah, stress points. I mean, yeah, Philadelphia was great to kind of help explain like our experience and talk about our experience. We have uh, some defining words. Do we want to get into defining words? I love it. And I hope that these defining words, it's kind of like that bird's eye view. Hey, you just came back from Philadelphia. How was your trip? Because you're always going to have friends and family who ask you that. Yeah. And um, you're 
always kind of struggling for, okay, what little nugget can I give you? Because I know you don't want to look through a whole picture album, and I know you don't want to hear me talk for more than two minutes. So if I could just give you some big bird's eye view defining words, I think that would be helpful for for what the city was about. Perfect. Let's get into it. Yeah. Here's three words to help you. Here's our defining words. So, Ryan, you want to kick it off? I think we have three total. Number one is a river culture. Ooh, absolutely. A city with rivers, and they were cool. Yeah, so Philadelphia is situated, uh, the city center at least, is situated between two rivers, the Delaware River and the Schuylkill River. I'm so proud of you for your pronunciation of that, Will. Well, hey, I'm going based off of how a local Philadelphian said it, so I hope it's correct. Let me know if it's uh, incorrect in the comments. Look Um, at you assimilating to the local Philadelphia (laughs) culture. Hey, a term Verbiage and all. Hey, term invest. So proud of you. I mean, one of the cool things about the river culture for me was it something that we just don't experience here in Akron or in Cleveland. I mean, we have Lake Erie, but I mean, there's not a lot going on on Lake Erie, but in Philadelphia with the two rivers, uh, they're, they're different from one another. I mean, the Schuylkill, it's, uh, located next to, uh, the Ben Franklin Parkway, which is modeled after the Champs-Élysées in Paris, uh, which is cool. Uh, it looks gorgeous. You got the Philadelphia Museum of Art there. You got, uh, the Rodin Museum, a whole slew of different art museums there. And so it's a little bit more, uh, high end. It's right next to University City. Um, so there's a, some college culture going on, uh, on the other side of the river. And then on the Delaware, I mean, a little bit more famous, right? George Washington crossing it, the famous painting. You have, uh, the old city of Philadelphia where you have a lot more historical landmarks like the, uh, first white house. If you didn't know, Philadelphia was the first, uh, capital of the United States before DC where the only president, uh, to reside there was George Washington. He stayed there. Um, and it's also the location of Independence Hall, which mm-hmm. uh, houses the Liberty Bell. Uh, the Declaration of Independence was written there. Uh, Continental Congress was founded there. You got uh, Ben Franklin's house, Betsy Ross, the uh, creator of the American flag. Oh, She's I think, there. I think we were both so shocked by just how much Philadelphia had to offer. Why was it, Will, that in me being an extreme extrovert, I'm definitely going to gravitate to anywhere that there's people, there's action, there's lights, there's life, there's entertainment, there's uh, street performers. And I just felt drawn to these two rivers, both the Delaware and the, go ahead. Schuylkill. Thank you. Yeah. I just felt so drawn to them. And I think that's saying a lot because I think someone listening could say, well, you two went in the middle of a pandemic and all the museums were closed. And mm-hmm. we need to just address that elephant in the room. When you go to Philadelphia, you're going to go for the museums. We will talk about museums in a minute, so we'll table that for a sec. But we couldn't see any of them. No, we really couldn't. We can go into <laughs> and any so of them. We, we were a little trapped uh, in that, yeah, we didn't, we didn't have a lot to do museum-wise. Okay, nothing to do museum-wise. So we did have extra time in the room. But I, I was just... I guess what what I'm driving at is even if the museums were open, if I were to go back and all the museums were open, I would still say to whoever, whomever I went with, Hey, let's go hang out by the river. There's so much going on. 
yeah, there's a lot of uh, really cool restaurants there that are located on uh, some of the piers. You got some pop-up beer gardens that were going on there while we were there in the summer. But mm-hmm. um, during COVID, I think that was really uh, a really smart thing by uh, some of the businesses to do some pop-up beer gardens, help uh, keep the economy flowing while the city was on a downturn. It's so- true. While we were there, we were required if... If you were going to eat, you had to eat outside. Yeah, you had to eat outside and you could only stay at the location for 90 minutes. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it was crazy, man. Were they strict with that, though? Uh, we might have done a, a couple hundred I, minutes you know, days. Yeah, I think we <laughs> stayed at one place for a little bit over that. It's like when you're parking in the city, you have to move your car a few inches. I think we moved tables <laughs> a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> we'll move from the bar to the back of the restaurant just to make it look like we're so, you know. Yeah, but I mean, undercover cops with uh, the Delaware Riverfront, that uh, that has more of like a nightlife feel to it. Mm-hmm. It does have a lot more, uh, yeah, restaurants going on. There's uh, one restaurant in particular we yes. really liked that was located on a ship. The restaurant was called Mashulu. Is that Mashulu. right? Yeah. So that was really cool. You could have Huge dinner recommendation. on top. Yeah, absolutely. Highly recommended. Um, it's really cool. It's located off the Delaware Riverfront. Mm-hmm. You get a cool view of uh, Camden, New Jersey. Uh, you're located right on the river. Are, are we the first people to ever say, oh, it's a really great view <laughs> you're overlooking New Jersey? <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. But we agreed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So many photos. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's really cool, man. Honestly, like it was just a, it was a vibe to sit there on a, oh, yeah. on a, on a sailboat and have dinner. Mush, the restaurant Mushulu, we'll have to put that in our notes, by the way, it reminded me of being on a pirate ship. Yeah, that's a perfect way to put it. They also, what was really fun for us the first time we went was some of their alcohol is sold by Chug. So they, they gave us like a gallon right. of alcoholic iced tea. It was like, you know when your mom puts out she like the glass uh, pitcher of lemonade and at the bottom there's a little spout. Yeah. You know, it was like she they brought that over. It was full of alcohol. It was perfect perfect way to start the Philadelphia yeah. trip. <laughs> it's quite a bit. It was uh So yeah, that that's a uh that's a great way to uh explain the Delaware Riverfront. Lots of different things going on. Even some uh pop up like art shops too, by the way. That's really cool. You had art you just you just had people, you had energy, you had liveliness, and I felt I felt very safe. I saw, I saw such a diver, diverse crowd in terms of even like I saw families, I saw singles, I saw elderly, I saw married couples. It was, it was a place to be. So river culture was defining word number one. Are we ready for defining word number two? Sure. Cheesesteaks. Um, yeah, let's do cheesesteaks. <laughs> sort of the food culture, right? Just Dude. as a whole. Yes. Um, Philadelphia takes a lot of pride in their their food culture. Mm. And unfortunately for us, we did go during COVID. So a lot of the options were um, slim really because we couldn't go there unless they had uh, outdoor dining. We had so many good meals. We did. Yeah. Yeah. Will's not going to tell you he is in his personal life. He's a phenomenal cook. (laughs) His wife will even vouch for that. And I'm going to (laughs) say when a restaurant, Will has, Will has good, tough standard, healthy, a healthy, tough level of standards when it comes to food. It's got to be good, man. If I'm going to pay money, it's got to be good. He's going to tell you if he wasn't a fan of it. And I so yeah. appreciate that about Will. Hey, thanks, man. Um, I don't, I wait, would you ever send food back though? 
Oh no, never. That's the poor. I wouldn't I, do that to the poor waiter or waitress. I've, I've been in once. that position. I did it once. I, I, I it was actually, it was kind of um, earth shattering for me, like <laughs> life changing. Really, I really and can't I imagine. Actually, doing my this. heart was racing the entire rest of the meal <laughs> and the whole drive home. I, I still think about it. Yeah, yeah. this was over like a year ago. Um, but if you saw these chicken wings in Cleveland, you would have been, <laughs> you would have been appalled as well. Oh, I have no doubt. Actually, even the waitress said like, oh yeah, you should send those back. Oh no. That's when you know. That's when you know. Yeah. But back to Philadelphia. Yeah. Back to Philadelphia. And the food culture. So yeah. we had good, we ate well. Yeah, we did. We ate well. Um, we, I didn't know this at, uh, until we, until we went, mm. But one of the things outside of cheesesteaks that Philadelphia is known for is water ice or how they pronounce it. Water ice. Let me try. What ice. What ice. Perfect. It's it's basically a snow cone. That's all it was. And it wasn't even that good. (laughs) If you had a snow cone before, if you go to Philadelphia, they're no different, even though they're called water ice. But hey, I mean, if you like snow cones. Come Hot to Cleveland, summer, do know. a Cleveland Indians game, get some Italian ice. It's going to be probably better. Hey, no disrespect to Philadelphia and their water ice. I do love their cheesesteaks, though. Uh, the cheesesteaks, we, we had two instances of cheesesteaks, and we are going to touch more on the one instance, uh, but... In our next segment. Yeah, in our next segment. Well, let's just say, if you came to this episode for the cheesesteaks... Fast forward a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Now, if you came here for the cheesesteaks, we're gonna we're not gonna let you down. We have quite a bit to say about the cheesesteaks because yeah. they were important to us going into this trip. Yeah, absolutely. I would say that was one of the things I was looking forward to most because you you know, you hear about Philly cheesesteaks. It's like yeah, you gotta try a Philly cheesesteak. I, I kind of expected it to be like life altering. And if any of you came here to hear about specifically Pat and Gino's cheesesteaks. Those yeah. are two different establishments, by the way. Well, we, we have a lot to say about that, too. So we hang do. tight. We do, we do. But for the story uh, at hand, uh, we, you know, the cheesesteaks experience, it was, uh, it was interesting. Our first, our first day there, we, uh, we got cheesesteaks as our first meal, right? Yeah. Should, can we say where we went? Jim uh, South yeah. Street. It's called Jim's South Street. Jim South Street. And that's it's right. Located on, it's 400 South Street in Philadelphia. Great look. Yeah, it kind of had like a little Brooklyn feel to it. Oh, from the outside and the inside, you feel like you've you've really walked into a a, a, a unique place that you're not going to find back home. Yeah, I recommend it. Check it out. It's a mm-hmm. decent place for a cheesesteak. If you're intimidated going up to order your cheesesteak, if you're an intimidated orderer to begin with, you're not going to do well here. <laughs> <laughs> they have no patience for you when you're ordering cheesesteaks in Philadelphia. Yeah. There's a lingo you have to abide by. And it's fast. It is, yeah. Yeah, it's brutal. I would actually just recommend hiring a local, paying them to go in and order for you. Yeah. I, 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 was, I, I almost. I know man. I was nervous. But you, no, they you, were nice. get, there's, there's They were. There's, uh, Street, but there's there, lingo. There is. You want to tell us what they look like? Yeah, you order the cheesesteak, and then they say, wit, (laughs) W-I-T, wit, which means, do you want cheese Cheese whiz, right? Yeah. Yeah. So how would you say it if you were going to go to order right now? How would you say it? I'll do one wit. (laughs) And I'm going to give you a cheesesteak with uh, cheese whiz. Correct. 
Yeah, it's interesting. But um, neither of us liked the cheese whiz. Yeah, I'd rather just have provolone. Well, we saw that there was really good looking provolone there. Yeah. But what the classic feel? We wanted what we, I think I speak for both of us. We wanted what the locals eat. What do people come here for? For sure. Yeah. And then how funny that we would meet a local who had been there since the 16, well, sorry, his family. Yeah. Yeah. His family has been in the area since the 1600s. And I think, I think we'll touch up on that story a little bit more in uh, highs and lows. Perfect. I did want to get into uh, just real quick to touch up and uh, wrap up food, food culture discussion. Uh, I do want to recommend Tom's Dim Sum in Chinatown. There's a location, a really famous landmark uh, in the area called Reading or maybe Reading Terminal Market. Uh, and, we, and we're going to talk about that. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, place there that's really great for uh, uh, Chinese food. Yes. Uh, it's called Tom's Dim Sum. Yes. It's in Chinatown mm. right next to Reading Terminal Market, which by the way, it really just doesn't seem like you could go wrong with a meal in Chinatown. Some of the best meals uh, in Philadelphia are going to come from Chinatown. So I highly recommend going there for lunch, going for there for dinner. Mm-hmm. You're not going to go wrong with Chinatown. You had a lot of good, you had uh, vegetarian options. You had a good assortment of different foods. Yeah. And I was, I was very impressed with Chinatown. Yeah, it was awesome, man. Um, but that does lead us to our third and final defining word, which I think we both kind of agreed was history. And I kind of uh, jumped the gun a little bit there. We did kind of talk about it in reference to uh, the old city. No worries. When it's the nation's first capital, mm. it kind of goes without saying that there's going to be a lot of history there. There are some instances where you go to a few of the parks and there's actually Revolutionary War soldiers buried in some of these parks. And I thought that was a really cool mm. uh, eye-opening uh, experience walking in Philadelphia because the closest we get to even like the 1800s yeah. here in Akron is like a Catholic church. And I think it was built in like 1912. So right. here in America, like in general, you don't get a lot of opportunity to come across places that yeah. were built in the 1600s and had a lot of cultural significance uh, in Absolutely. the 1700s. So coming to Philadelphia and seeing that was really, really cool outside of seeing uh uh, ben Franklin's house or seeing Independence Hall or seeing those kind of things. There's just so much going on here in the city mm. when it comes to history. That's really cool. One of the coolest buildings in the city, City Hall, yeah, is topped with a 30-foot statue of William Penn, who was the governor of uh, <laughs> Pennsylvania in the 1600s. So they built a statue after him and they topped uh, City Hall with him. And it's really cool. And I know you are... Uh, a huge fan of this 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 statue atop. Yeah. It's already a very tall building, and then this giant thirty nine foot statue sitting what I think is quite precariously on top of what looks to be a the, the very tip top. It, it just looks like it's going to fall and kill someone. Yeah, you can check out our video. You can see it. Oh, uh, it's it's really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. You, you know, you're talking about history, and I think anytime I get to chat with someone who has just gone over to Europe for the first time in their life. And mm. they come back and I always want to listen right off the bat. What are the first things I tell you? Cause that's, it's generally going to be what stuck with them the most. What was, what was that? What's the first thing out of your mouth when I ask you about Italy or France or Germany mm. or yeah, your, your time in Slovenia or <laughs> wherever. And boy, is it not always, Oh my goodness, the history. 
Yeah. I just, I couldn't believe it. I think you're going to, it's going to ring true with a lot of Americans because it's just something we don't have much of. So when you go to Philadelphia and you see all these historical things that are hundreds of years old, it's exciting. It really is. Yeah. It it gives you a little bit of that, that feel like, oh wait, we have this too. Yeah. I didn't even really realize here in the States we had history. I guess we do. Yeah. We don't have that here. In the yeah. Akron and Cleveland. No, we don't. So I'm 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 proud proud of all the historical items that are are saying there. And, and I think one thing that really struck me was, um, do you remember seeing statues that like told the whole story? It wasn't just like, oh, there's some person I don't recognize. And in one point, I hope we could uh, pinpoint this exactly, but it was. When you're walking from the Old Town to the Delaware Harbor Riverfront, there was like a whole group of people. It was a statue, and the statue displayed this so well. A whole group of people like arriving to America. Mm, yeah, some people like climbing up. A, uh, it was people were there were people digging. There were people looked famished. There were do you remember the statue? No, I don't. Huh? I, oh wait, wait, have wait, wait. Okay, no, I do remember. I do remember. Yeah, yeah. There is a, a flag of like uh, Ireland, right? Next to it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I recall. And there's a dog park. And there uh, was totally a dog park. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I should have just opened yeah. with that. Oh yeah, I would have recalled it. Will has either. two dogs, so he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna catch his mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I do remember that. And there, there are situations like that uh, throughout the city where there are little landmarks to some historical events or historical moments. Yeah. And it's really cool. It is cool to see. I'm a guy who's not super into history. I was impressed. I loved it. You're going to like it if you go. Yeah. And I think that kind of wraps up our defining words segment. The next segment that we have are, uh, our highs and lows. I love highs and lows. This was like growing up. Yeah. My dad would get home from work. We'd be around the dinner table and his question was always, all right, everyone go around and say they're high and low of the day. And I think that's healthy to do with trips. It's okay to talk about the low points, but we love talking about the high points too. All right, let's get into it. Sometimes things are good. Sometimes they're bad too. It's highs, lows, highs, lows coming to you. Let's kick it off with the high. You want to kick it off with the high? I do. All right, dude. uh, Go ahead. Parks. Parks, okay. There were so many fun parks. There was. Do you have a favorite? Yeah. Is it Rittenhouse? Absolutely. Oh, man. Yeah. I like Rittenhouse, too. I did. It was cozy. I felt safe, yet I could people watch, and there was a Barnes and Nobles where we could go to the toilet. <laughs> Which was a big deal during COVID. Let yeah. me tell you, everything's closed down. <laughs> could not find a bathroom. Right, right, right. You know, what was really cool about Rittenhouse was it was the only square that had like a farmer's market mm, on the weekend, had like so a, a local winery yes. uh, open up shop. You had a local farmers came and mm-hmm. sold their produce. You had some people show, uh, selling uh, t-shirts, candles, you name it. You, you walk by a park and, and you see a little bit of everything. You see, you see people, you see groups with a picnic blanket down. You see the, the, the dad throwing the Frisbee with his kid you see the group who's trying to learn a foreign language and, and the other, the reading group. And then the, the, the ladies who are knitting together on the park bench and, 
kind of everything in between. And I wish here in our beautiful home city of Akron, we had more of that park culture. There's always someone kind of set up live music, maybe, oh, I remember a girl playing her cello the one day. She yeah. was brilliant. Uh, but I will say, yeah, go ahead. it is like one of the, like the more wealthy areas of okay. the city. So in terms of places to stay, it's a little bit more high end. Sure. And uh, the restaurants there are a little bit more high end too. So if you're looking for like a real nice night out, sure, nice restaurant to go to, you might want to check out the restaurants near Rittenhouse. I totally agree with that. And to add to that, Grab some some takeout lunch and take it to the park and yeah, eat it there. I agree with you. And that was a high for sure. I would love to give another high. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Two highs, man. I know. I just want to talk about the Rocky statue. Okay. And just that whole, the Philadelphia Museum of Art, Modern Museum. Yeah. No, you what? got it. Philadelphia Museum of Art. Philadelphia Museum of Art. It's from... Uh, is it the end of the Rocky movie? Yes. Yeah. You can run up the steps just like Rocky. It's true. Just like in the movie. And then right by those steps, there is a Rocky statue, which you can get your picture with. Mm -hmm. It's free. It's just open all times of day. There might be a little line of people that you have to wait through, but yeah, I felt like I wanted to watch Rocky after getting to run up those steps. Yeah, it was really cool. It's a cool experience. Mm. One of my highs mm. was actually uh, the Segway tour that we did. Oh, yeah, and I, I okay. So if you've never been on a Segway tour, mm-hmm. you might be thinking the same thing that I thought when Brian <laughs> asked me if I wanted to go on a Segway tour, yeah. which was like, Keep I going. do not want to go on a Segway tour. Right. The first thing I think of of a Segway tour is uh. like Paul Blart. Yes. And like some like lame, just like a lame time in general. Mm. But let me tell you, <laughs> segways were really fun, man. Uh, so uh, much more fun than they look. Yeah, they really are. Yeah. So this segway tour, it took us all throughout the city. Yeah. We got to uh, go down to the Schuylkill River. We uh, went up to the Philadelphia Museum of Art. We drove down Ben Franklin Parkway. We went through the old city. We saw everything all in about two hours. On these segways, which were so fun to mm-hmm. drive, the only downside I would say was it worked a part of a, a muscle in my foot that I didn't know existed. Right, this muscle that's like on the bottom uh, on the bottom of your foot, right. like in the middle, right in the uh, arch. Yeah, in the arch was the word I was looking right. for. Okay, and you feel it within like five minutes of riding the segway, yeah. but uh, <laughs> you quickly get used to it well i don't know yeah. about quickly you get used to it yeah. eventually eventually you bear it yeah but it was just a really fun time and i i really do recommend checking out one of the segway tours of the mm-hmm. city it's a great way to spend two hours uh, it's a great way to learn more about the city mm. and uh just have a really good time doing so great point the reason i really push you for it is because i've seen this trend with my clients where when they get to a new city I always call day one that arrival day. I just call it arrival day. Yeah. I say, don't have high expectations for yourself. You've just gotten off a flight. Mm-hmm. You just had to do the the treacherous, sometimes treacherous transfer from the airport to the hotel. Can be rough. Who knows how difficult the check-in process can be. As well. <laughs> I know you and I have had our issues uh, yeah. with hotel check-ins in the yeah. past. Sometimes it's not as swift and quick as you hope. You've unpacked. You're a little bit overwhelmed at just 
oh my gosh, a whole big city and lots to do. Where do I even start? Mm -hmm. That's why I say don't have high expectations for yourself on day one. You don't even have to really plan anything. You can kind of just let the see see where the, that day takes you. Then I always say on day number two, which I, 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 I refer to as your first full day in a city, do the very touristy panoramic city tour. I agree. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. It really Because <laughs> even if you look like the the person, the dude on the Segway tour, one of eight people slowly, you know, <laughs> gliding through the city. Um, it is just a, you, you'll get over the embarrassment pretty quick. Once you will you get when a you're few having people, so much fun. A few people will stare at you. Maybe you'll even see someone get a cell phone pic of your group. But most people are smiling and they're actually yeah. happy to see you on Segways. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun. It's it's a blast. I couldn't <laughs> recommend it. You're not more. a threatening crowd, that's for sure, on a Segway. Um, and then afterwards, it's like, hey, Will, remember if we passed those two places? Let's go yeah. back and check those yeah. out. That was yeah. so cool. You get a good lay of the land when you do it. Cause you're, you're, you're going to cover a lot of ground really quickly. You get a good feel of the city. They, the Segway tour, the first 15 or 20 minutes is spent doing safety of the Segway and, and the warning spiel and the whole spiel, um, and making sure that you're comfortable with it. And they do, they do a good job to really make sure you're comfortable with it. And then you do get a whisper set. For those of you who don't know, a whisper set is when the, your tour guide will have a little microphone clip to his or her. I don't know, caller, and then everyone else has um, headsets. You can hear what the guide's saying. Yeah. So if you have any like spare wired headphones that you uh, have on hand, I'd recommend bringing them to the tour because mm. we missed out on a few things uh, mm. that our tour guide was saying just because the yeah headphones fell out of our ear because they were. I mean, they're cheap headphones. Yeah. But should we continue with highs? Do we have any more highs? Well, the. Yeah, two more. <laughs> two more? Oh, okay, but man. You, we kind of... Oh, these can go pretty quickly. The one was Reading Terminal Market. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Which this we kind of mentioned. We did. This is that perfect rainy day spot. Ooh, it's yeah. It's near Chinatown, as I recall. Yeah, it's under a bridge. It's kind of I'm not hard even to sure find. I'm I would... It kind of reminded me of the West Side Market in Cleveland without the it, tallest buildings, but we, really should give a, we should give a better example. Mm, almost like... I don't know. Let me just try to explain this the best I can. So with Reading Terminal Market, it is a an indoor marketplace near Chinatown with tons of food vendors, all with fun, brightly colored signs, and every vendor is selling something unique to their stand. So it is the most... You're into photos and whatnot. It's the most photogenic uh, place, and it's great for vlogs and, and videos. And um, you could take you could take a group of twenty or thirty people in there, and every person could get the food they want or the drink or I don't know from all sorts of different countries and all types of food. So, running terminal market definitely have to do it. And then our last high was. JFK Square with the love sign. Oh, yeah. I totally forgot about uh, JFK Square. We, we didn't want to go. We were like, no, yeah, it we seems pretty lame. Yeah. It was kind of last minute. I think we were like three hours away from our flight, something like that. Mm. And we were like, well, we're going to 
we're going to walk right by it. Let's check it out. And it's really cool. It's situated right next to City Hall. So you get a view of this really cool building. You see the love sign. Uh, if you don't know what the love sign is, it's a piece of art. It literally just says love. But uh, yeah, the L was, and the O are on top and the V and the E are below it. And it's in bright, big red letters. You have to get the picture. Totally photo worthy. The original plan was to have the love sign do a tour throughout the United States. And it started in Philadelphia and the city of Philadelphia just loved it so much that it just has stayed there since. Um, and what's really cool about the plaza, it kind of uh, captures really what the city is all about. This uh, just so many different cultures uh, mm-hmm. hanging out, uh, having a good time chilling at this uh, park. Would you say it, it defined the city of brotherly love? It really did. And I do we do we want to talk about that now or do we want to well, let's table it. You want to table it? Okay. Let's talk about our lows. Let's all right, dude. The yeah. lows. Really just one. There really was only one instance of having a low in the trip, but I got to say it is it's it, it is quite the experience for mm-hmm. me. I've never had this kind of situation happen to me. Right. Um <laughs> in in any restaurant whatsoever, let mm. alone a a, a a travel location. Mm. So this does involve cheesesteaks. It does involve probably the one of uh, the most famous locations in Philadelphia for right. cheesecakes. When you go to Philadelphia, there's two places that's mentioned. There's Geno's and there's Pat's. <laughs> yeah, Pat's, Pat and Geno's. And they're situated in, uh, I believe, South Philly, mm. which is a little bit different than uh, the city center of Philadelphia. Different vibe. Different vibe for sure. More like a neighborhood. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's more of a neighborhood. If you recall the end of Rocky or when Rocky goes on his run and he's on his way to the Philadelphia Museum of Art to do his famous climbing of the stairs, there's a bunch of kids that start following him. In that specific situation, he is in South Philly where Geno's and Pat's is located. Just to give you a little bit of a vibe, if you can recall the movie. but 1976 American sports drama starring <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> I should say that Geno's and Pat's mm. are located right across from one another. They're on these corners. They face each other. And they face each other. And they have, I guess, a historic rivalry. <laughs> they've been around so long that they've been declared cultural landmarks. <laughs> so no matter what happens, these buildings will always stand, according to the Philado- uh, city of Philadelphia. Wow. But on our ride there, uh, our Uber driver, his family had been in the city of Philadelphia since the 1600s so to call him a local uh, philadelphian would give him a disservice but the one thing that we learned from him was that pat and gino's was a straight up tourist trap Mm. and kind of a mediocre sandwich at best and he he recommended to check out uh, a place called cleavers for a really good cheesesteak we we get our uber driver He's taking us to this location. He's telling us all about how Geno's is not a very good place to eat. And all the while, Brian and I, <laughs> our excitement levels are slowly uh, dwindling. Yeah. And uh, like we mentioned before, we did go during COVID. Yeah. We got in line. It's an outdoor restaurant. Mm. It's not a drive-in. Uh, there's no indoor seating. It's an over-the-counter takeout. takeout place. You go out to the cashier. You... Uh, Give them your order. Also a very intimidating ordering system. So we get in line to uh, make our order and we're all socially distanced. We're all wearing our masks. Right. And 
we finally get up to the uh, cash register to place our order with the uh, cashier. And the cook is like going on a tirade yeah. about about something. And he's using every colorful word yeah. under the sun that you can think of. And mm-hmm. you're kind of, we're both kind of thinking like, what is he? What's he? What is, what's, why is he, why is he so, so mad? Who's he talking about? And at first we thought it was his takeout order. Sure. Because he's talking about something about the takeout order. Yeah, we didn't and understand. Then, yeah. And then uh, he looked at the cashier and he said, F those two dudes. They can wait. Why, why are any of you talking mm-hmm. to everyone in the line? There's probably yeah. about 15 to 20 of us in line. Uh, why are any of you here? We're in the middle of a pandemic. Right. Don't order food at my place. Right. Go to Pat's. They have better sandwiches anyway. And we're could, Will and I are kind of just like speechless, jaw dropped. Like, yeah, uh, we were a little taken aback, but <laughs> we we placed our order a little shell shock. I guess we'll still eat here. We're and, we still uh, in line. You know, all that aside, Please the don't. sandwich itself was I think eleven dollars. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. And it's probably maybe an eight inch or ten. Drinks were soft drinks for four bucks a piece i remember that yeah they were four bucks a piece piece we, uh, we split uh, uh, the sandwich yeah, yeah we split the sandwich so we got our sandwich i guess we should have ordered ahead but we didn't really know about it right just thought it would be a quick grab and go type of thing but apparently yeah the cook didn't really agree we, that we should do we've that we've never been so chastised for trying to give a, a company business yeah 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 and i mean if so yeah, it, it left a bad taste in our mouth. Um, I fully support you know wearing masks, socially distancing. I think COVID should be taken you know seriously, but it was it, it was just odd, man, so, to be treated like that. So we weren't treated well, and then we sit down and we bite into this cheesesteak. I'm expecting this to be the greatest cheesesteak of my life. Yeah, it's not even seasoned. It is literally just uh, chopped up beef. I think we gave it like a three out of ten. I think that I don't know, man. I give it a two out of ten. Well, it's not to say that all tourist traps are bad. If you if you come to our amazing city of Akron, Ohio, and you look at things, places to eat, then the number one place is going to be Swenson's. It's our staple. And yeah, I would great. say, oh, it's absolutely a tourist place. I used to work there, and half the license plates were out-of-towners who were, came in just for, they were visiting family in Northeast Ohio, and they had to make their Swenson's run. It's fantastic. It's I so love good. the food. Yeah, so, so we're good. not saying, oh, I... I I am actually what when I heard from our Uber driver that Pat and Gino's was a tourist trap. I actually my my red flag hadn't gone up just yet. I thought okay, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, I'm yeah. okay with that. Well, I'm okay with York tourist traps. You can go to a tourist trap in New York and it's and still you can good have a food. blast. I I don't think they need to necessarily be a negative uh, term, but this particular one we we weren't fans. So yeah, that was our low. That was okay. Next we have our tips from the travel agents from the travel agents i we had to be creative during covid Mm -hmm. due to eating outside but i think some of our cool tips came from having to be creative one of them in particular was we found a rooftop bar called the assembly Mm. it was on the ben franklin uh parkway thank you oh my gosh just this absolutely fabulous um, rooftop bar. The tip comes in the form of go to a rooftop bar, but call in advance and call for two reasons. Get a reservation if you need it. Cause we found that a lot of rooftop bars are just totally booked. And then to ask about dress code, 
<laughs> we we weren't prepared no. to to dress up on this little weekend getaway. I had my shorts and my little Akron t-shirts with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have any Crocs, dress pants or yeah. uh, dress shoes. No, no. And we found some of these. Uh, we're so glad that we called the rooftop bars first, rooftop restaurants first before yeah. going. Because we learned, oh gosh, we would have needed need to dress the part to show up. Mm-hmm. So that's that was tip number one. Check out a rooftop bar. We recommend the assembly. It's a cool. Not place. a huge dinner menu, but they did have nice apps and a great selection of drinks. It's a great place to uh, nightcap. And it's just oh, t- pull out pull out a smartphone and and just aim your photo anywhere into the city, and you're gonna get a fabulous picture. Absolutely. Our next tip had to do with that. It's that awkward moment when you have to check out of your hotel or Airbnb or boutique hotel at, I don't know, 11 a.m. or noon, but your flight is in the evening. Oh, yeah. What do you do with your bags? Yeah. And we found specifically in Philadelphia, I don't know if they're countrywide, but we found uh, an app or a website service called Verto, V-E-R-T-O-E. I think that's how you pronounce it. Absolutely. Where uh, a local uh, business will offer their uh, lockers up to anyone to come off and drop off suitcase, luggage, whatever it is that they have uh, at a fee and they'll just watch over it and you can go and enjoy your day. So you go on the website, you uh, find a local restaurant nearby Mm -hmm. or a local shop. They have uh, some safes. You go to the local place and uh, you tell them you're a Verto buyer. They'll take your luggage. They'll uh, tag it and everything so it's completely safe and then they throw it into a a safe place and they just they just watch over it for you for the, however long you need. Obviously, Will and I are both trusting people, but we're also realistic. So it's like my dad's rule. Don't don't tempt people unnecessarily. So I think we yeah, keep, keep your electronics on you whenever you're traveling. There's no reason to leave your passports behind in the safes or lockers. Or in our case, it was basically a small grocery store that was willing yeah. to hang on to our bags. Yeah. I felt very... I, I totally trusted them. To, yeah. it, it was such a reasonable cost. I think it was under $20. It was. I think it was $12 for the two of us for, for the rest of the, for the for whole day. two bags. They, we didn't have to worry about our bags while we explored the city. And then we just, it was time to go to the airport, picked up the sacks, ran out to PHL, Philadelphia International Airport. Mm, yeah. Tip three is all about locations for where you're going to stay. Oh, yeah. We were a little, I wouldn't say off the beaten path. We were just kind of far from everything we needed, wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. We were, I think, a mile away from City Hall, but it, it didn't feel like it. I mean, it really didn't. Uh, I recommend a, like maybe one of the hotels off of uh, the Delaware Riverfront. Yeah. There's a, a Holiday Inn that's pretty close by mm-hmm. uh, if you're looking for a cheaper option. Right. And then there's a really nice Hilton that's right off the water. It's if you're looking for a little bit more Hilton. Let's see if we can find the name up, of that Hilton up, Delaware River. I mean, just the location. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you look it up and um I think uh, you know, one of the not so much a tip, but I, I kinda wanted to talk about some of the things that you absolutely have to do when you go to Philadelphia. And one of the things 
for me, you know, we mentioned Rittenhouse, we've mentioned Love Square, we've mentioned Independence Hall, but I, I really want to hammer home that you need to go and check out Benjamin Franklin Parkway. Mm. Yeah. Uh, there's a ton of museums there. There's the Rodin Museum and there's sure. a replica of one of the David statues there, which is really cool. And then, yeah, there's the Philadelphia Museum of Art. But tucked away kind of behind it, just maybe, oh, a five-minute walk from the Philadelphia Museum of Art is this uh, row of uh, houses? rowing houses, Yeah, right? Uh, it's called like little, Boathouse Row. Little country club, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're uh, rowing clubs. They're yeah. just a, the local rowing clubs to make up this row called Boathouse Row. Mm. And it's really cool in the daytime, but it's especially cool mm. at night. Have to go at night. Everything's lit up. They have, depending on uh, the season, if there's a holiday, if it's 4th of July, if it's mm-hmm. Halloween, if it's... Christmas, the they they will light up according to the holiday, and it's just a really cool place. Mm. I mean, there's a lot of maybe college age kids around the area right. that were hanging out, but uh, at night and, and during the day there was a pop up beer garden. It was yeah. a really cool place, and it it really is about five minutes away from the Philadelphia Museum mm-hmm. of Art. So, I think you could realistically spend a whole day in the Benjamin Franklin Parkway, just checking out museums, checking oh, out yeah. local restaurants, checking out uh, rooftop bars, um, checking out the Boathouse Row, and you'll really have a good day. It's it's a really cool place to check out. If you're going to come away from this podcast with kind of that... Wait, what are... They, they said a lot. What are we supposed to do again? I think I, we, can, we can sum it up with spend time near the Delaware Riverfront, spend time at Benjamin Franklin Avenue area slash boathouse row and mm-hmm. spend time in the old town yeah. seeing the the museums and whatnot. Uh, that Hilton museum, by the way, was the Hilton Philadelphia at Penn's Landing. Nice. And it is right in front of what was our favorite restaurant, Mushulu. Hey. You know, later we're going to talk during our interview with a local, we're going to talk to John from Philadelphia. And oh, I'm, yeah. I'm just kind of eager to see. He he's really seems to be the restaurant expert of Philadelphia. Yeah. I'm kind of eager. We'll just see if he happens to throw out Mushulu, our favorite restaurant, as one of his. Or yeah. maybe he won't mention. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it'll be really exciting to talk to him and just get his yeah. perspective from a yeah. local uh, point of view. Do we Absolutely. have any more tips? Mm, no, we're nope. ready for standby right. items. Okay, let's get into standby items. It's safety and other info with standby items. Here we go. The city of brotherly love. It's easy to talk about our experience at Pat and Gino's. Which ones did we have the bad experience at? G- Gino's. Gino's. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, what do they always say when you have a bad experience at a at a, a corporation or a, an establishment. If you have a bad experience, you tell what ten people. If you have a good experience, you tell one person. Is that yeah, at one to ten like or that, something? Right? Yeah. So uh, we are going to break that stereotype, and we have a lot of great things to say about the people in Philadelphia. Yeah, absolutely. I, I remember there was one instance we walk out of our our Airbnb, and uh, I think all we did was hold the door for this woman, <laughs> and I think maybe watched her stuff as she mm. pulled around her car, and. She was so grateful and so kind, and she offered to drive us anywhere within the city that we might need a ride to. Right. And it was just so gracious. We were really taken aback by how kind she was for us doing something really trivial, really. And then just that, I think it was our last day with not enough time, we met John, who we're going to talk to later. Yeah. I mean, 
a local Philadelphian with two beautiful dogs. We'll have to ask yeah. him what those kind of dogs were. Uh, I think he was watching his parents' dogs, but oh, just a guy who was so happy to give us all sorts of tips and thoughts and restaurant recommendations on the city. We, our only problem was we met him too late. Yeah, and, and we got back from our trip, and he emails us, and he created a Google Maps yeah. with all of his favorite places <laughs> and his favorite restaurants I know. for us to check out. I was really... I thought that was really cool. I feel like it's a service we should have to pay for or something. Yeah, was, yeah, absolutely. Oh, I, I, it was really cool. Yeah. Um, I, I was also, I, I think about, um, we took a, an Uber ride a little bit north of the city Yeah. Uh, to Fisherman's Row. I, th- I think that's the area. And we went to this, uh, this German style restaurant. Mm. And on the way there, our Uber driver was this, uh, grandmotherly woman mm-hmm. from the was she Dominican. from the DR? Mm-hmm. Yeah, from the Dominican. And we got in the topic of Spanish and speaking Spanish. Right. And uh she very quickly offered to uh become friends with Brian yeah. and help Brian with his Spanish yeah. language yeah. by just calling him and right. talking it, to him. It wasn't creepy at all. Was, she was just genuinely wanted to help me learn Spanish if yeah. I wanted. <laughs> I've never seen anything uh, like that. I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah. It was really cool. Yeah, I was I was I was impressed. Um, that was great. Hey, one quick thing, and this would be another standby item would be, I wish we would have done the mutter museum. And I say that because John, our buddy told us we should. And then once I got home from Philadelphia, immediately upon returning a travel agent friend of mine said, Oh, you went to Philadelphia. Did you do the mutter museum? And I will say in mutter M U T T E R Above the U is the is it called an Umglot? It says German two dots. So I don't know. Is it Muter Museum? Like Uber? <laughs> Muter Museum, maybe. It but it's be. a museum full of dead bodies. That doesn't sound very appealing. Unless you're Hannibal Lecter. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, What's so great about it? I guess it's like how... Is the idea that how people have died? Or that, hey, here's what we've done with human bodies and... I don't know. They, they. I guess we'll have to ask John. But there's something about a this soap woman, okay. a woman in a bathtub who just laid there with soap or something. And the, uh huh. I'm I'm sure oh. I'm getting the story wrong, but John's going to back me up on this one when it's finally time. Hey, I wouldn't be surprised if it really is really cool. <laughs> I mean, one of the biggest yeah, landmarks maybe. in Cleveland is a cemetery. So yeah, what yeah, can you say? That's a pretty cool cemetery. Too. It is a cool cemetery. So, um. Other standby items, make sure to try Wada Ice. Yeah, gotta check it out. Wada Ice. If you are a U.S. citizen, I believe it's your duty to go to Philadelphia to learn about our history. Of course, it's good for anyone, whether you're American or not. Completely agree. We both felt very safe in downtown. Remember, Will Smith is from here. (laughs) Yeah, he is. Uh, one other thought, Philly is, it's an international airport, with lots of flights to Europe, as well as Mexico and the Caribbean. I don't think they have much service to Asia just because it's, it's primarily a European hub, um, but it's an American Airlines hub. And yeah, that's true. Cause for flights to Asia, they're going to mostly fly out of LA or Phoenix. Yeah, you're going to have a long flight or flying from Asia. (laughs) Go across the world. 
And then my last standby item was, it seemed though the locals we talked to, as much as they love the city and their family was from Philadelphia, and they have so many great stories and tips and restaurant recommendations about Philadelphia, they all kind of mentioned this, this looming rising cost to live in the city, which has sort of been plaguing them. And that was sad. That was, yeah. Yeah, there's so many um, conversations we had with our Uber drivers about the rising costs and how they couldn't any, like they couldn't uh, afford to stay in the city any, any longer. There's one oh, yeah. driver we had. He drove mm-hmm. something like an hour every day just to get <laughs> to the city to do Uber drives. Right. Um, and that was interesting to hear. I think... I think Uber, well, I guess we could go as far to say taxi is taxi services as well in cities where taxis are prevalent. But I think something like an Uber, taking Uber is so important because it is just, it's an opportunity to meet a local person, learn about their story, the things they recommend and stories, the fun stories they have about Philadelphia. I think that's always kind of a highlight for me. Maybe it's because I'm such an extrovert. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's really awesome to, especially when I go with you to take an Uber drive and you do such a great job of opening up the conversation and getting the conversation going. Will and I are such a funny team. I always say I make great first impressions, but I don't really hang in there that long. (laughs) (laughs) Will needs someone to get his foot in the door. And then Will's like that steady train that can keep the conversation going and just ask. He's good. As extroverted as Really listen. And yeah, I I am that introverted so it's <laughs> it's really a perfect combination. What, a, what a combo well i'm so excited to talk to john we got to get this guy in the line i'm i'm eager for uh for those listening to hear from this local philadelphian and all he's going to share from an insider perspective yeah let's get him on the phone it's well how exciting is this we have john here a local from Philadelphia. Uh, John is this uh, guy that Will and I met at a macaroon shop of all places. <laughs> and that's something I love about traveling with you, Will. I would never think to go to a macaroon shop. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love food. Yeah. Right. And so that was great. And then I think we're there. And correct me if I'm wrong. John, you'll have to give us the official uh, breed. But we see uh, this guy with two Really beautiful dogs. Uh, John, what kind of dogs are they? They are Royal Standard Poodles. Uh, <laughs> that is the official breed, but otherwise just poodles. <laughs> right. So the poodles were our in, and next thing you know, we're getting the lowdown on Philadelphia. I think our only wish was that we could have met John sooner into our trip, because it was our last day. We were headed to the yeah. airport. Yeah, we had a few hours until our flight. And this guy's giving us these tips about Philadelphia, where to eat, what to do, what to see, and I, my heart is sinking <laughs> with every uh, every line he gives us, because I'm like, oh, we're not, not going to get to do that. So, uh, John, it's great to have you here and uh welcome and our first uh question for you is just can you give us a little background about who you are and and your time in philadelphia and uh where you're from in philadelphia 
Absolutely. Um, thank you again for having me. This is exciting. I love being able to share all this kind of information with anyone who is willing to hear me ramble about it. <laughs> um, but uh, I was born and raised in Connecticut. Um, and then I moved from Connecticut to Pennsylvania when I was like 10. Um, I'm 30 now. So I've pretty much spent most of my life here. My dad got a job at SAP. So they moved us out here. And I've Lived in the western suburbs um, for basically that part of my life, like middle school, high school, and all that. It's an area uh, called the main line of Philadelphia, but I never really lead with that because if you're not from here, no one really knows what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> they, It just kind of sounds mildly arrogant, so I just say like, oh, I'm from Philly. But yeah. the, the main line, actually, the name came from just the train, so back when the suburbs were coming up out of Philly, uh, train line, formerly known as the R5, now it's the Paoli-Thorndale line. That was the main line of transportation between the you know western suburbs and Philly. So that's just the area. Okay. So how far away is that from like the city center, like Old Town and all that stuff? With no traffic, you can make it down in maybe 25 minutes. But wow. uh, Interstate 76 is... I think it's been voted consistently the worst road to commute on in America um, <laughs> wow. for for a while. So give yourself an hour, like plan for an hour, and the train is about thirty to forty minutes. So it's it's convenient, um, it it works. But yeah, that's just where where I've been, and I've been living in Philly for about a decade now. Here and there, I've been to so many different places. Here, I've lived. In Chinatown, I've lived towards the art museum area on the parkway. I lived in South Philly, Old City, East Falls. I mean, really kind of hopped all over the place. And it was a combination of wanting to explore the city more, like have more of a central neighborhood for me. But also just I was living with roommates and they were either getting married or wanting to go to grad school and all this. So I thought, you know what? It's time to live alone. Yeah. sick of moving so it's just sounds like you're our guy you're the you're, we got the right guy for philadelphia <laughs> yeah and and i think we were so impressed with your food knowledge i just in our conversation uh when we were together in philadelphia you kind of took us on a somewhat of a culinary tour just with with like google maps <laughs> yeah. and uh yes. and and let you know giving us a lowdown so the specific thing we we need to hear from the local is the cheesesteaks. Yeah, we're talking about this. <laughs> what are your top really three? Do. So we're ready. Give us, give us the lowdown. We're we're not going to give you anything that's going to sway you one way or the other. Or try to get you to agree with us or our experience. We want to hear hear it from you. Oh, I'm extremely adamant about my food preferences, so don't worry. I can't <laughs> I can't be swayed. Um, but for those listeners that aren't familiar, I mean. Everyone probably is, but a cheesesteak is just this lovely sandwich, usually on like a 10 to 12 inch roll. And they've got lovely like ribeye steak just right in the roll with cheese whiz or provolone, uh, hot peppers, grilled onions. It, there's so many different ways you can do it, but it's just a, it's a steak in a sandwich and it's amazing. And um, everyone is constantly arguing about what the best cheesesteak in Philly is. Um, some some names you might hear a lot are Pat's and Gino's. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, they are right across from each other um, in, in South Philly, 
really they're both really good i just i've always been partial to pats because i we grew up going there like we would always go on the weekends or something with family my parents actually when they when they were uh dating my dad lived here and my mom was in new york and when they would come back to do like black tie parties in each city if they were in philly they'd end up going to pats at like 2 30 in the morning in full black tie you know attire just scarfing <laughs> down cheesesteaks so it's it's a place for everyone but i'm more partial to pats just i feel like the the setup is better it's not too it's not too greasy it's not too runny because you can definitely get like a wet cheesesteak and it's just not like it's not what you want but i feel like um gino's also they're pretty good but i've always been partial to pats and then i'd also have to say uh going further into south philly you can get better stuff like on like on Oregon Avenue you can go to Tony Luke's and they've been there for a while I just like them too they're they're not messy they're just very good juicy flavorful because uh, you can put you know meat on a grill and just put it on a sandwich but that doesn't necessarily make a cheesesteak you can definitely <laughs> have a bad cheesesteak sure. but um there's another one Jim's on South Street which there are like along with Pat's and Gina's there are lines that like circle around the block. I mean, it is a crazy tourist attraction, but you'll also see people that have been eating there for 20 years. I mean, it's, it's a local favorite as well as a tourist hotspot just because of how much press it's gotten. Um, I'm more partial though. Like if I'm on South street, I would prefer to go to this little place called Ishka Bibbles. It's this little <laughs> window. I know it's a weird, it's a weird name. I love it. <laughs> But it's this little window that you it's not really a dine in place. Like if you need to use the bathroom or something, you can kind of squeeze through like the very narrow alley sized walkway to go back there. But it's basically just like a window on the street. You order and you take it away. And I just I like that better. Like if I'm on South Street and everyone's like, what do we do? I'll take them to Ishka Bibbles instead of um, instead of gyms because there's usually no wait at Ishka Bibbles, too. So, so John, are you? Are you uh, are you provolone or are you whiz? Whiz. Um, I love provolone. Don't get me wrong. I just think the combination of all of the grease and the meat and the um, somewhat altered state of cheese whiz. I mean, it's barely any dairy <laughs> these days. Like, okay, it's it's all just oil, salt, flavoring. I mean, there's there's dairy in there, but it's you know, cheese whiz is one of those like Franken foods that you know you probably shouldn't be eating as much, but it's so good. Well, so what reason not to love it? Yeah, <laughs> I'm just uh, I'm just partial for that. Though I love cheese whiz on anything. So the next question I'm the most excited to hear, and that is what I call give us the local tour. You have friends coming from out of town. You got to show them a good time. You only have a weekend to do it. Where in Philadelphia are you going to take them? What are you going to avoid? What are you going to skip? And uh, what are your go-to spots? What do you think is like the John from Philadelphia must do list? Where are you going to, what museums are you going to hit? What places are you going to eat? What other cool experiences do you have for them? This is where I probably could like we could talk for three hours and I still won't have <laughs> covered everything. But um, basically, I would uh, if say people get in like on a Thursday night and we do a true three day weekend of like Friday through Sunday. What I'm going to do first is we're going to start in the morning very early at um, at like a nice coffee or pastry shop, much like the place we were at. It's called EC. It's ICI. It's that macaroon shop that we all met at. 
Um, I think they've got like 21 or 28 flavors of macaroons. They've got these amazing croissants, both chocolate and plain. They have mm. like cruffins and ham and cheese croissants. And it's just, it's magical. So if, if you guys are throwing links up or whatever, I can send you their Instagram. But Oh yeah, this will be all in our, uh, our travel guide. Beautiful. Um, you can go there for espresso coffee or like lavender lemonade. I mean, it's got something for everyone. So we're going to fill up on pastries there first. And then depending on energy, nice (laughs) (laughs) carbs and caffeine, it's very important. Um, But depending on the weather, um, we'll probably hit up like the Philly Art Museum. Just I think art and art in general, no matter what city I'm in, I always go like gravitate towards art. So we'll go there. Um, Fabulous artwork. You can climb the steps that Rocky climbed in the movie. Uh, there's also the Rocky statue, which is a huge photo op for a lot of people. Mm. There's often a line about the same size as the gym's steak line. So make sure you're prepared to wait to take a photo. Um, it's a beautiful area. Oh yeah. The parkway like that, the art museum district, like area along with the parkway, it was kind of laid out in this like grand, like grand scheme, kind of on the same level as European cities when the city was planned. And if you look at it from like an aerial view, you'll truly see it'll kind of give you the same vibe. If you've been to the top of the Eiffel tower and you're looking down at Paris, it, it's got some of the same vibe to it. So very, very pretty area just to be outside. There's like a garden in the back of the museum, a little restaurant there. So we're going to start somewhere like with art and just kind of go through it try not to spend all day there because you definitely can, <laughs> but we'll try to move on. And then maybe if it's already midday, we'll hit up a place in the neighborhood of Fairmount, which is right next to the art museum. going to get some brunch, probably go to Jack's firehouse. Um, it's an actual firehouse that was built in the 1800s and they've got this really good, like it's American food, but it's got some Southern recipes. Their Mac and cheese is amazing. It's definitely a, a really good hangover cure or just like a good lunch or dinner spot regardless. And then right after that, we can go right across the street to Eastern state penitentiary um, and go right there to see it's like, it's an old jail basically. Yeah, it's I read really, about that. It's really cool. Um, I think I'm bad at this, but like, I think it was Al Capone that, um, that stayed there. Like that's where he was imprisoned. Okay. You can go see his old jail cell. I think he had like some fancy furniture in there because he could demand that kind of thing (laughs) as opposed to sleeping on prison mattresses. But now it's a bit spooky. Okay, is it like a short drive, a train ride or can you walk there from like the Philadelphia Museum? Oh, oh, yeah, probably take like five to seven minutes. Like you can it's right across basically from the museum. Like if you were to map it. It's a walk. Um, Philly is a very walkable city. Um, The only reason you'd ever really need to get in a taxi or an Uber is if the weather is horrendous or if you're like pressed for time. But other than that, very walkable city. And you'll see just tons of stuff to get sidetracked on while you're walking for uh, for the day. But uh, yeah, very walkable. And then after that, we continue. We continue maybe south, I would say. We'd get on the subway right near City Hall, um, which again is a very short walk. Or we could get on at the Fairmount Station. Uh, it's just easy to do. We'd go south to the Philly Magic Gardens, which is this lovely, it's like, there's like this empty lot that was transformed into this art installation. This guy, Isaiah 
Zager, I think is his last name. If you Google the Magic Gardens, you'll see it. But he is an artist. He put up all this stuff, like it's mosaics, basically, of glass, tile, bottles, um, old bike tires. It's I mean, garbage, kind of. Like there's some there's some elements of, you know, just garbage used in art. But it's a really great way to recycle, I think. And I've always loved it. I've been going there since high school. It never It never gets old. It's just this fascinating place where art is just part of the building. And I would strongly recommend that you do not miss that. If you, if you come here, it's just a really must see unique, unique spot. And then if we are still hungry, we'll hit up South street for cheesesteaks, maybe go to Pat's depending on how much time we have and then continue on to maybe I would go back up North to Chinatown just to walk around. there's a lot of really cool shops amazing dim sum restaurants and some great sushi spots in there oh um, yeah we'd all first yeah, experience of that it's so it's so good i had so sushi good. last night it was it was amazing oh, um, and then if we're if we're heading north we could probably go back up to city hall city hall actually a lot of people don't know this but up at the very top like where the statue is uh, you can there's an observation deck up there. You can go up there in that circular looking kind of dome and oh. get a really yeah, get a really awesome view of the city. I can send you guys a photo of yeah, that's of we did not one know of the that. shots I have. Not a lot of people do, and it's not very like well advertised either. Like you don't see signs at City Hall saying, "Hey, come on, come on in." It's it's um it's a shame because not a lot of people know about it. It's only five bucks. You go up. The catch is though only four people at a time. The elevator is probably the size of like two shopping carts. Maybe it's very tiny. You get very, very close with the people that you go up with, which it might be closed now because of COVID. But, um, you, once you get up there, I think it's like 550 feet is how tall that building is. And you get a great panoramic and 360 degree view of jersey of the city of like the northern and western suburbs i mean it's really spectacular you just you call ahead you book advance and then you pay when you get there but that's another really simple you know no frills cheap but amazing experience to do while you're here in the city so we'll i that's like without fail i'll always bring people to that whether it's winter summer spring there's never a bad time to go this is my favorite part about this podcast and really the vision I had was because right now I'm kicking myself thinking, man, there's so many cool things we should have done. And I loved our trip. I really had a great time. But my goal for this podcast, and I think I speak for Will as well, is for the the single or the couple or the family who's in the airport or in the car on their way to Philadelphia, not really knowing what they're getting into or what they're going to experience. And they listen to this and then they're not having to kick themselves afterwards going, oh, we should have done this and that. So I love this. Now tell me, are we still on Thursday? Um, (laughs) Or are we on Friday? No, this is, or actually, no, this is Friday. Like we're midday, midday midday Friday Friday at this point, maybe. Okay. Okay. Maybe like one or something. (laughs) I'm tracking. But um, another good thing, like if you're right in center city at city hall, another thing that a lot of people uh, don't really they don't really do. I mean, it certainly is a booming business, but the bus tours, like there's all these bus companies here that have like the, the double decker buses that, you know, have the open, open top buses that you can do tours. They even like, will put plexiglass covers over them. So like if it's raining or if it's cold, you can still see everything really well. 
Um, and everyone's like, oh, those are cheesy tours. I don't want to waste money. It's not, it's definitely not a waste of money. I mean, I've been here forever, it feels like, but I still will do those sometimes just for the hell of it or if people are in town because it gives you a really nice wide expanse. And there's there's a bunch of, there's like Big Bus, there's the Flash where you buy a card, you can just keep hopping on and off at the designated stops of history, attraction, whatever. So I would recommend that. And if you Google like best walking tours of Philly, there's also this guy, um, his name is Young Ben Franklin, if you just search that. He will actually bring you through like old city. He's a teacher, but it's really cool. And he wow. also has a album out. Like he, it's like a rap album, but it's about history. <laughs> it's really, it's really cool. <laughs> That's amazing. And he, yeah. And he does a really good job of doing like a really enthusiastic, um, and accurate walking tour in Philly, especially in the old city area where most of America was organized and founded. So that that is definitely a thing you must do and then another thing that um people miss a lot are like they do the big museums like the art museum and the barnes museum but there's one museum and i brought this up with you guys it's called the mutter museum mm-hmm. and it i think it was the college of physicians that made this and their tagline it's basically a museum of medical oddities where you can go in and just to paint you a picture you come in and there's like all these medical tools and stuff from like early, early on in medicine. And then there's really weird stuff like, you know, you know, when you go to like a poster or a picture shop and you pull out those massive drawers where all these like big prints are laying flat and you can take them out and buy them. Yeah. Well, there is a cabinet much very like very similar to that at the Modern Museum, except it is this collection of objects pulled from children's stomachs uh, that they choked on or like otherwise picked up there's pennies safety pins buttons keys like it's just all this crap that was pulled out of stomachs of little kids and babies and (laughs) that that is the oddity part and then there's also like a a plaster cast of real live like siamese twins um there's a bunch of crap in like formaldehyde jars like there's some really creepy looking stuff in there which is fascinating and you also feel like you're in some like horror movie but it's like less threatening but i would definitely go i would definitely do it and if uh you google the soap lady at the mutter museum i'll just i'll leave that to everyone to (laughs) research on their own yeah Um, this museum i think it's gonna show up in my nightmares now but i would love to see (laughs) (laughs) you have to all right so there are so many things we do want to hear about some nightlife what uh what do you think as far as in the evening where are you going to take your guests so we, after maybe like stopping back at the apartment to just like refresh and maybe have like a nice little cocktail or some water, I don't know if anyone wants to hydrate, but um, we'll do that. And then we will probably go get dinner somewhere uh, in Old City um, or Center City, depending on what people want. I'm usually partial to bringing people to a restaurant called the Continental, uh, it's their Midtown location. It's a restaurant owned by a guy named Steven Starr, and he has a bunch of like, he has a huge portfolio of restaurants here in Philly with all these like unique concepts. And he's got a couple in Miami, Atlantic uh, City. He's expanded, but this place is cool. It's got like this old, like American flair to it, but they've got really fun dishes, like this tower of like really thin, shredded shoestring fries with this like spicy Szechuan mustard. Then they have, um, what is it? 
French onion soup dumplings. They've got a really good fried calamari salad. And the bar has like an inverted astroturf ceiling with all these little like animal statues you can sit on. There's these hanging baskets from the ceiling that you can sit in to dine. It's a very eclectic, unique place to be around both with food and with decor. Um, or we'll go to Budokan, which is also one of his restaurants, and we will have a bunch of amazing Asian-inspired food, dim sum, a bunch of like dumplings and like finger food that you can just pick at, noodles, uh, any anything <laughs> for a bowl of noodles. That sounds amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, also, depending if people like are in the mood for sushi, like we were talking about, there's one place, it's right next to EC, the macaroon place. It's called Tomo. And they have beautiful sushi and even better ramen. And they have, they set up tables outdoors. You can sit out there, but it's so good. Their sushi is presented on like these wooden slabs of like tree cutouts. And it's just a very, you know, it's a very nice experience. And um, that is not a Steven Star restaurant. I mean, I, I talk his restaurants up a lot, but there's so much more to Philly than the, um, the Steven Star portfolio of restaurants, but I, I can recommend them for sure. That sounds amazing. Um, like that's the one thing that we unfortunately didn't get a chance to really check out with Philly where some of the great restaurants that are available because when we went during COVID, so many of them were closed down. Yeah. I mean, there's more like there's one called Zahav. I think either it was uh, James Beard. That. Yeah. That, I mean, good luck if you can get a reservation. I think they've been booked <laughs> forever. Um, wow. But I, I think so it book was in advance. The, oh, months. I'm talking months in advance. I mean, it's it's no joke with that. So um, I think they were named the best restaurant in uh, not the country, or maybe it was. They just got a really big accolade. I'm trying to remember what it was, wow. but I mean, it is it is really good, really really good food. Great experience. The only way, in my opinion, to dine there is to like get the the chef's tasting menu where they bring out like 80 plates of food and you just get to really experience <laughs> the entire, the sure. entire menu. And that's kind of my, um, that's kind of my philosophy when it comes to dining as well. But, um, Israeli food, uh, one of my top three cuisines. So that's amazing. That's a great experience. Yeah. And then so, after, oh, yeah, after, go, oh, ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead, John. Um, after that, like for nightlife wise, if people are not in a food coma, um, we will go out and, and drink and just get, and get crazy. Um, if the, if the weather is really nice, we'll go ahead and go to the neighborhood where there's a bunch of fun bars, but one of them, uh, it's changed hands a couple of times, but now it's called taboo T A B U. And they're the only gay bar as of now that has like an open air, like true roof deck and outdoor lounge. Um, it's this multi-story like complex with like a pub, dance floors, crazy drag shows and, you know, lasers and foam sometimes like on the dance floor. It's pretty nuts. But if you don't want to do all that, sounds like a good time. Oh yeah. It's nuts. It's, It's completely nuts. And if you're not looking to get that crazy though, you can just go up on the roof deck and hang out, uh, listen to music, look at the lovely skyline. Um, it's, there's some fun options, but yeah, we're going to go out and we're going to go out and drink and have some fun um, <laughs> and amazing. just stay out. Yeah. So we're running a little tight on time. Could you give us two more places that you would take someone, uh, a guest and a trip to Philadelphia? Um, That's tough. I would probably say, 
the like in history wise, like you'd have to hit up the Constitution Center, um, Independence Hall, like where the like where everything kind of took place. Um, Franklin Institute has amazing science exhibits that are really fun. You can get lost there all day. Um, the Jewish American History Museum. There's the African American History Museum. Betsy Ross House. That actually is right across the street from where um, where we met, like right across. So get some history on flag and colonial days. That's amazing. That's fantastic. I also have to say, I want to squeeze this thing in real quick. There's a place called Art in the Age. It's a shop where you can buy all this like artisan cocktail stuff. Like it's really good. Ooh. You can buy liquor there, but they also do private cocktail classes. So you can really learn from professionals how to like craft true amazing cocktails using ingredients that you've probably never heard of. It's really, <laughs> I it's, love it's that. quite the, it's quite the experience. That's you really are cool. like the Philadelphia food and drink cuisine master. I, I'm loving it. Yeah, so. you should start your own magazine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I only covered like 20% of what I wanted to talk yeah. about. <laughs> there you go. All right, John, uh, we need some final words of caution and or wisdom for anyone looking to make their trip to Philadelphia. Yeah, so Philly is generally a pretty safe place. I mean, like any big city, there's going to be areas that you shouldn't be in. But as a tourist, you're not really going to be – there's no reason for you to go out there anyway. But um, unlike a lot of cities overseas, you're not going to run into a lot of people trying to, like, scam you or, like, put a bracelet on your arm and say, oh, it's free. And then, like, you know, pressure you to pay them or they're going to start screaming or none of none of that stuff. But yeah, I mean, it's a Philly's a pretty harmless city, so um, you're not going to run into a lot of that. I would just say use common sense. But um, in the areas like Chinatown near the convention center, bus terminal, all that, you're going to see a lot of people maybe trying to run something over on someone. But it's really not. It's it's totally harmless. So you you don't have to worry if it's just you traveling alone. You don't have to like clutch your backpack or like wear it backwards or you know, zip everything up. Um, it's generally a safe, safe place. And especially for families too. I mean, it's, it's just such a wide open city of great outdoor stuff and then all the attractions. So there's, you're not going to run into a lot of nonsense in my opinion here. That's amazing. I, once again, thank you so much for sitting down and having a conversation with us on Philadelphia. Every time we talk with you, we learn something more about the city and uh, you were just a, a great person to talk to about the city. We can, we, we hear your love for the city and it's just been so insightful to. Makes me want, makes me want to go back. Yeah. Even before we wanted to go back, but now I'm just like, <laughs> oh, maybe we'd put it back up to the top of the list. So we go back. <laughs> Please come by. We'll do a proper, a proper day or weekend of, of everything. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's what I live to do is just be out and about and, if there's a part two episode of Philly, I will definitely, I will yeah, definitely hey, join for that. And we come back, maybe we'll, uh, we'll have you in the videos. Um, oh, I'd love it. I'd love it. So thank you. We appreciate it. This is the end of our show. Thanks for tuning in. Everything we talked about, you can find in our travel guide. We'll have it uh, attached to the podcast on YouTube, Instagram. You can find it. We're the travel agents. That's the end of our show. Make sure to comment and subscribe before.